Hello Makers, welcome back to the Disrupt It Yourself podcast. I am Andrew, and you are awesome. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Disrupt It Yourself. Today is going to be the test run for my new podcast format. I'm actually going to interview myself just as a way of laying this format out. It will be weird. I hope you can overlook that. Here we go. So our guest for today is me, um, and my project is the Super Nintendo display thing that doesn't have a proper name yet. Um, It is a backpack, kind of an add-on accessory posthumously for the Super Nintendo or other clones of the Super Nintendo and in fact honestly any video game system um, from that era or more modern I suppose. So just to kind of get it started that is my summary of the project and I guess I'm asking myself this question but I what got me into this idea what motivated me to do this. So I happen to have made a lot of projects that focus on retro gaming. It's one of my other um, hobbies, you might say. But the reason I really made this project is because I was looking for something fun to do and really wanted to get out of a rut that I've been in for a while, where I've been too busy to work on really in-depth projects. And I had this um, Super Nintendo console. Um, It's actually a clone a hardware clone of the Super Nintendo from Hyperkin. It's called the Super Retro HD, or Super Retron HD, I guess. And I thought, you know what? I've got some stuff. I've got plenty of parts around. I can put something together. And I really love the old video game systems, like the um, GameCube and the PS1 that had third-party... Well, the PS1 was actually a first-party accessory, but GameCube had a few third-party accessories that basically had an add-on screen that sat on top of the device that looked like part of the device, had the same color plastic, and you just flipped it up, and then it like had a built-in screen, which made it not handheld, but kind of more portable. I thought, hey, that's really neat. That would be a fun thing to do. And the Super Nintendo never got anything like that, so what the heck. I happened to have an HDMI screen lying around, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna do something like this. I'm gonna get one of these and put something together. I'm not amazing at CAD, but I wanted to do it. So that's kind of where I got the idea. That's why I did it. Mostly because I wanted something to do, and I love old video games, and I had the parts to do it. That's not super exciting, but I think what came out is pretty neat. So um, now as the host, host Andrew, I just want to welcome everyone to the Disrupt Yourself podcast. Uh, This is a podcast where we talk to makers and go over their projects, and we can see what inspires them, what they're working on, um, get a glimpse into their process, their frustrations, and learn a little bit more. Now, Andrew, myself, I am a maker who's been in kind of the maker world on social media for a handful of years, four or five years. I use a lot of 3D printing. I've started to branch out into other technologies in the kind of desktop fabrication world and I just try to stretch myself to try and do new things. I enjoy that and I think it's pretty fun. 
So back to this project, um, the problem that it solves, like I said, is just the fact that there is no accessory like this that was actually ever made. And that's the cool thing about being a maker and using tools like 3D printing is I can go back and make things that never existed for things that were long ago. Like in this case, like the Super Nintendo, I think it came out in like 96. I don't know why I can't think what year exactly it came out, but it came out a long time ago. And usually you would just kind of think back and say, oh, wouldn't it be neat if something like this had been made for the Super Nintendo? But because I have access to this technology, I can actually make it. And sure, it's true, there are people who mod stuff and have for, you know, probably a solid decade. And they could have done some case modding and found some suitable plastic pieces and, and they do amazing things. But it's not really repeatable. Um, it's neat, but it's not repeatable. The cool thing about using 3D printing and you know maker tools and and boards that are actually made for makers like the hdmi breakout that i used and other components that are available to us now is i can finish this project and then i can publish a guide and i will do that with the next version when i you know i really just use stuff i had lying around but i have no ideas and then someone else can come and follow a guide get my bill of materials, get my STL files, and literally make the same dang thing, and even improve on it if they want. It kind of takes that whole open source mentality that applies to programming that is revolutionizing so many other parts of our world, and all of a sudden applies it to physical hardware as well. So you can not only digitally clone a repository for code, you can almost physically clone a, a device that someone made and then shared to the world. It's kind of that next step. It's the extension of that concept, which is really neat. Um, really, as far as uh, the next point here is the process that I used. Um, in, in making this project, all I really did was found the parts that I wanted, did a quick sketch of how I wanted it all to fit together when I was done. I sketched it all out, took my calipers, took measures, measurements of the devices that I was using, the Super Nintendo clone, the screen, the speakers. And honestly, I think this is like my fifth prototype. Um, so there were a lot of changes early on to the device. But this particular version still, uh, because I had to use bulkier parts, it doesn't actually fold down like I'd originally wanted it to. It just kind of, the Super Nintendo clone just kind of slides into it like a garage and it just kind of slides in halfway. So you can still stick the Super Nintendo cartridge in and it doesn't obscure the display. And the speakers are on the back. Um, I've thought about putting them on the sides, which is probably what I'd end up doing if it does a flip up thing. But I spend a lot of time just editing and re editing and re editing my files in Fusion 360 and printing new parts. And eventually I came to something that I felt was good enough that it at least um, allowed me to start experimenting with it. And what I mean by that is I like in my process to not only iterate in software, but I love being able to throw down an idea, print it and put it together and then kind of spend some time with the prototype and figure out, hey, what would I like to change based on my experience with it? So when I'm done, the, the device actually changes based on my experience with the prototype. Um, 
I think that's really neat and powerful. Sure, there's stuff you can do in software, but I think that is more natural. So that's kind of the way I do it. Um, I didn't run into any big roadblocks on this project other than just not having access to the funds that I wanted to just buy all the perfect parts for it. I guess the biggest issue I had was being able to get audio over HDMI because the board I had doesn't break audio out from the HDMI cable. So I ended up using a HDMI to VGA adapter that had an audio out so I could split it out there at the adapter, which doesn't always work the best, but for now it's working fine. And again, this prototype was just supposed to give me something that I could use so I could figure out how I would do it differently with a budget. <laughs> So I'm liking that so far. Um, the next steps of this project, I think where I would take this next is using a board from Pimeroni that I found that actually has a digital audio out. It has a whole section of the pins that are broken out for digital audio. And then I'd grab an amplifier board, probably from Adafruit, and um, at least one speaker for mono or maybe even stereo sound. Even better, I'd like to break that out so I could do a hot plug for headphone jack so you could use headphones. And I would definitely make it slimmer so you could flip it up and down. The nice thing is then I could use just use an HDMI cable and not have to have VGA, which is a lot bulkier. So I really could make the whole thing slimmer. In fact, Adafruit sells um, HDMI cables that use like a flex PCB connector like a flexible cable that's like paper thin uh, that would probably be the best thing I could use for this I'd probably end up using that and that'll be much friendlier with a hinge as well because I could design it to slide into the hinge and the more I say this out loud the more I realize that's totally what I'm gonna do so that'll be the next stage so I'll have audio through HDMI um, proper amplified speakers and I think it's gonna turn out really good I think that'll be fun um, when I have the money, we'll do a version two, and that one I will properly document, take pictures, and publish online, put all the files on GitHub and um, Thingiverse. So, uh, as far as a call out, this is kind of the point where I would call out to um, listeners if they have anything else they'd like to add. I don't particularly have any questions yet about um, what I want to implement that I don't know how to, but. If anyone hears this and they happen to have an idea for a feature that they think would be neat to have, let me know and let's talk about it. And if we can come up with another cool idea for V2, I'll put that kind of on my list and we can tackle that when I start that process. Um, do I have anything else to say? No. <laughs> it's kind of awkward interviewing myself, so I've kind of been integrating my questions and answers, but that's kind of the end of that um, as far as how the podcast will flow. And at this point, I would just say thank you to all of my guests who were on the show today, in this case, me. Um, thank all of you for listening to this weird podcast where today I interviewed myself. Hopefully you can kind of get an idea for how I would want this to be. It'll be a lot more fun when it's a, another real person on the other side. Um, I'm still working out how I'm going to do this technically, how I'm going to interview someone else long distance and get good audio quality. Um, yeah, that's what's going on, guys. So it was a little bit shorter because there's no real banter between me and myself. I'm not quite that crazy, but I hope you get an idea of what I'm trying to do. And pretty soon we'll have a real episode with a real human being so 
Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit, guys. Keep on making awesome stuff. You're great. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.